Hello. Welcome back to the Tribal Brand Podcast. I am you went in today's Tuesday, Christmas Eve day, 2019. So we're heading into the 2020, right? A new goddamn decade. I've been around for a few of them decades, and uh yeah. It just keeps ripping by faster and faster. You know how it is, man. Graduated in 1980, 40 fucking years ago, right? Gonna wake up tomorrow and be dead. So anyway, I hope everybody out there in podcast land is doing fantastic go. I'm doing pretty good up here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it's been freaking wet. Extremely wet, man. Record rains and shit. It is what it is, though. I still love it up here, man. If you ever get a chance to come up to the Pacific Northwest and spend a year, you'll definitely get every four fucking seasons. But it's awesome. Summers are great. Spring is incredible. Start getting all them beautiful colors and shit, you know? Majestic. I'll just put it to you like that. It's kind of majestic up here, bruh. So I'm going to break some news to you guys. <clears throat> uh, Santa Claus is a fucking lie. All right? Don't you go believing that Santa Claus is fucking flying around the world right now because it's not true. I don't know what your parents told you, but they lie too. Como News is up here trying to tell me that Santa Claus is flying over Indonesia or Thailand or some crazy like that right now. Yeah, and they say he's traveling like the speed of fucking light or something ridiculous, right? Everybody knows that you can't, sp you can't travel at the speed of light. Man, you'd be torn to pieces, right? The only thing that can fly as fast as the speed of light is light, man. Like 175,000 miles a second or some kind of crazy speed. But it still ain't nothing compared to the universe, right? Because it takes light years. Light years, man. Anyway, so you know Santa Claus can't fly that fast? I don't know who they're trying to fool, man. But I do remember as a kid, Mom and Eugene leaving my sister and me in the car while they went into the store for hours shopping. Right, and then they come back with these big old bags and they stick them in the back seat between my sister and me. Like, I'm not going to look in the bag. Hey, man, what'd you get? I don't fucking know it's Christmas time. I don't know they're buying gifts. I'm thinking they're just buying shit, right? So I go to look in the bag and smack. It cracked right across the freaking cheek with his, with a with a hand by Ma. Get out of that goddamn bag. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. Why in the fact would you take your two kids Christmas shopping and then... You know, why don't you put the shit in the trunk? Makes better sense to me. Makes more fucking, uh, sense, right? So I get an open hand across the face. I'm thinking, damn, you leave us in the car for, I don't know, forever. I'm a kid. Forever, man. And it's dark. There ain't no fucking video games back then. There's no, you don't even leave the radio on, man. So anyhow, I knew Santa Claus was a lie. Right about that time. Number one. They left the fucking bag sitting in the goddamn dining room. And they're in the bedroom passed out. My sister and I get up early. 
looking around. We're just, you know, going to get something to eat or whatever. There they are. What are we going to do? We're not going to just keep walking by. I remember Melody saying, hey, come look. Okay. It's games. You know that pop-up game where they got the little bubble in there and it fucking pops up the fucking dice. I don't remember the name of the game, but that's when I knew. Santa Claus is a lie. There was another time that we were having a family gathering. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of the older guys. We're all hanging out. Kids are hanging out. Everybody's partying, drinking, whatever. Next thing you know, there's a knock on the door. And in comes Santa Claus saying ho, ho, ho and all that shit. And I'm, I'm back there. I'm the, in the back of the room going, yeah, right. And all the other kids are all freaking out. Hey, man, it's Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I knew it was the fat uncle. I knew this. I could recognize him. I knew who he was. Bunch of lies, man. Santa Claus is a lie. Don't tell your kids about Santa Claus. It's all a bunch of bullshit anyway. Okay? Some of them are going to be crushed when they realize there is no fucking Santa Claus. So cut it out. Jeez, I'm just like a fucking Ebenezer Scrooge, right? Damn, what a Scrooge, Batman. No, I'm not really a Scrooge. I like giving gifts. I love giving gifts, man. I love to see the smile on people's faces when you give them something cool or whatever. And isn't that what it's really about, is giving? This is the giving season, man. And isn't Christmas about the birth of your Christ, right? The Christian's Christ, God's Son. Isn't that what it's supposed to be about? Isn't that supposed to be a wonderful time of year when you celebrate the birth of Christ? If you're, you know, into that sort of thing, if you're into that belief, that's what it's all about. It's about giving, man. So for me, the giving season starts... Right about the middle of November and goes to the end of the year for me, okay? So, the Christians brought this belief across the water and wanted the Indians to become Christian people and, you know, civilized. Because, you know, them there Indians are uncivilized savages out there. So we have to turn them into civilized people and for some reason in this whole giving season i've been thinking a lot about some of the massacres that occurred back in the uh, mid 1800s and this one particular massacre keeps coming up because it was the anniversary recently november 29th so on november 29th 1864 the u.s army decides well We've had enough of these Arapaho and Cheyenne engines, okay? So what happened was, a few years earlier, that was all Indian land out there in the Colorado area. But guess what? Somebody discovered gold in them darn hills, okay? So now, what's happening is you get a bunch of just settlers coming in on the Indian reservation that was for the Indians only, they start coming in, taking gold, camping out, settling in, man. Well, the Indians said, hey, fuck that. We're kind of tired of this, man. We don't want to keep, you know, moving around because you guys find your gold. 
Only four years earlier, the American Indians signed the Fort Wise Treaty, which was really a treaty on the Fort Laramie Treaty. Basically an amendment, right? It was basically, okay, so we need to move you a little bit more over this way because we found gold. So, yeah, you got to move. Well, about this time, the uh, Indians were starting to get a little bit pissy. Starting to get a little bit like, what the fuck, man? You keep coming into our lands and just taking over everything you give us. I mean, what's the irony of that? Everything you give us? Like we'd already been there for 15,000 years, and that's something that you're giving us. Hmm. It's crazy. You know, I don't think the gold meant that much to the American Indian. It might have been good for jewelry and what have you, but it had no monetary value to them. They used it, but basically for them it was just a rock, right? It was a piece of the earth. Something that came with the earth, man. So they continually push and they push and they push. And finally, in April of 1864, without a declaration of war, the soldiers came in and started to destroy the lodges of the Arapaho and the Cheyenne. About 70 of them. It was like 10% of the, the whole population of the tribe, right? Just started destroying shit, burning shit down. And then in May of 1864, some more military guys were crossing over from Kansas and they ran into some Indians who were on their yearly buffalo hunts, right? They were in their camp. So a couple of the chiefs are coming forward, you know, like, hey, man, what's up? Peaceful. Shot dead right there by this military group. Well, of course, this is going to spark a little bit of anger. So the Cheyenne said, okay, now we're at war. We're at war now. Let's go. And this is exactly what the U.S. government wanted from the Indians. They wanted to provoke them, right? Because they knew that the Indian population had already been decimated by other wars and disease and what have you. And they separated them, right? So then they provoke them. In fact, one of the colonels said something like this. Damn any man who sympathizes with the Indians. I have come to kill Indians, and I believe it is right and honorable to use any means under God's heaven to kill Indians. Kill and scalp all, big and little. Nits make lice. That's what some Colonel John Milton Chivington said. Yeah, that's what he said. I know I didn't use quotes. I might get in trouble for that, right? Plagiarizing or fucking something. Who cares, man? Lies and deception. So in July of 1864, the Colorado governor, John Evans, sent a circular to the Plains Indians, inviting those who were friendly to go to a place of safety at Fort Lyon. And those peaceful Indians would be given provisions and they would be protected by the military, by the United States troops. We will protect you. So there were like 164 Indians led by Black Kettle, he was one of the leading chiefs. He was one of the dudes that wanted peace. He was one of the dudes that didn't want any more of his people murdered. Okay, so he was trying to go peacefully, and he was lied to. 
and he was led into this. Now here we go. So they all get to the fort right around September 1864. Everything's cool. Everybody's chill. Everybody's relaxing. But you still got some Indians out there raising a little cane. Still not happy. Gonna burn some shit down. So they tell Black Kettle, hey, we'd like to move you again one more time. One more time about 40 miles out by the, out by the river, man. Okay, you should be cool there. But not all of them wanted to go. They were like, man, we're chilling. Ain't nothing wrong with us chilling right here. We're relaxing, man. Chillax. Let us be. We're not messing with anybody. We just want to be left alone. But right about that time, that fucker Chiffington and about 425 of his boys come rolling in, man. The third Colorado Calvary is what they were called. Now keep in mind the quote that I just read to you a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, this was that same cat, man. So when he gets to the fort, he gets another 250 dudes from the first Colorado Cavalry. Okay? Then they roll out of town. They're headed towards the encampment of the Indians. Another thing you should know is that Black Kettle flew a American flag along with a white flag tied underneath it as a sign of peace and hey man we're we're not here to start any trouble we're just here to be here we'll even fly your flag and let you know that we don't want any trouble here because by this time all the younger men had left so the only people that were really left at this encampment were older men younger boys women and babies and children okay so there was nobody there to fight. There was nobody there to start any trouble, bro. So on November 29th, 1864, the cavalry rode in on the encampment and attacked. There were a couple of white soldiers that were told to cease fire, and they did. But not Chivington's men. Oh, no, no, no. Because you know what he was all about. Kill and massacre. I'm going to read you another quote. I saw the bodies of those lying there cut all to pieces, worse mutilated than any I ever saw before. The women cut all to pieces, with knives scalped, their brains knocked out, children two or three months old, all ages, lying there, from sucking infants up to warriors. By whom were they mutilated? By the United States troops. Unquote. John S. Smith, Congressional Testimony, of Mr. John S. Smith, 1865. Here's another one. Quote, I saw one squaw lying on the bank whose leg had been broken. A soldier came up to her with a drawn saber. She raised her arm to protect herself. He struck, breaking her arm. She rolled over and he raised her other arm. He struck, breaking that, and left her without killing her. I saw one squaw cut open with an unborn child lying by her side. Unquote. Robert Bent, New York Tribune, 1879. There are probably too many quotes to read, but I'm going to do one more. Quote, There was one little child, probably three years old, just big enough to walk through the sand. The Indians had gone ahead, and this little child was behind, following after them. The little fellow was perfectly naked, traveling in the sand. I saw one man get off his horse 
at a distance of about seventy-five yards and draw up his rifle and fire. He missed. Another man came up and said, Let me try this son of a bitch. I can hit him. He got down off his horse, kneeled down and fired at the little child. But he missed. A third man came up and made a similar remark and fired, and the little fellow dropped. Unquote. Major Anthony, New York Times Tribune, 1879. Now this is just some of the shit that pisses me off, man. All this bullshit, right? They didn't teach me this shit when I was in high school, middle school, elementary school, and they sure as damn hell ain't teaching it now. The truth has to be told by somebody. All them guys couldn't be lying about what they saw. Baby's dead. Cut up, man. Scalps, people cut up into pieces. And for what? Because I didn't want to move along. Didn't want to scurry along like some whipped dog or a whipped child. Imagine hanging the flag and the white flag, which was considered, I'm giving up, man. I am surrendering. And yet you still go in and you massacre and you kill. And it seemed to me like they were killing with pleasure. They weren't just killing to be, okay, well, this isn't something I want to do, but I'm ordered to do it. Some of them were finding pleasure in killing and shooting little babies. That's some pretty fucking sick history. Everybody needs to know this. Everybody needs to know this. It's one of the last massacres there were because basically they fucking used them as examples. Keep talking back. Keep giving a shit. We're going to fucking just kill all of you. Man. That was only about 150 years ago or so. But they're still using fucking uh, Indian mascots, right? Washington Redskins. Cleveland Indians. Kansas City Chiefs. Chicago Blackhawks. You know, Blackhawks ain't no thing. But then you put an Indian on it, then it's a thing. Don't do that shit, man. Stop that bullshit. You want to do annihilate us and get rid of us and, and bury us and basically exterminate us? But yet you want to use our tribal names for cities and towns and counties? Use it for cars? Name buildings? So they made the site of the Sand Creek Massacre a national monument, right? But do they tell the story? Do they write all these quotes? Do they put pictures up of what happened? Whose story is it? What's really going on there? You want to bring attention to what you did? Bring attention to it. Tell the truth. Tell the story. Tell everybody the story. Teach it in schools. Right? You know, they took the American Indian language away. But now, over in Port Angeles, they want to teach that. They want to have that as part of their language courses, right? What the fuck, dude? You know, some things that they do right now by trying to be politically correct and make things right. You can't make it right. You cannot make it right anymore. No matter how hard you try, there's just certain things that you can't write, man. It's been wronged for too long. Okay? So in my humble opinion, the only thing that's going to make it even remotely close to right is tell the truth bro quit lying 
The two words that I hate is Indian giver. Right? Whenever you hear that, that wasn't what the Indians were doing. That's what the whites did to the Indians. You give it and you take it. Think about that for a second. This country was built on lies, man, just like everybody's lying to the kids about Santa Claus. So knock that shit off, too. Anyway, did you hear about fucking Marshawn Lynch coming back to Seattle? Wow. That's fucking amazing, right? He says he's got some unfinished business up there. Well, damn, that would be incredible if he comes into town and rushes for a couple hundred yards against San Fran and we get one home field game and he runs us all the way to the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? That would be incredible. And then what are we going to do if we get down to the two-yard line with five seconds left? We're going to hand it off to Marshawn, right? Oh, my goodness. Wouldn't that be something if it was against New England? Oh, damn. Well, it does give us a little bit of hope, especially after the Seahawks shit the bed against the Arizona Cardinals last Sunday. They just crapped all over themselves. Why don't you just give them a bunch of pacifiers and let them suck on that? Well, it's not really. I mean, you can't help injuries, right? We got two running backs that are out for the rest of the season, so that's why we had to call on Marshawn. We'll see how that goes. Well, I hope I didn't disappoint anybody with this rant. But anytime you think about history, the American history, think about some of the atrocities that were handed out in order for us to have this so-called freedom. Yeah. So like I said before, this is the greatest country in the world. I just don't like how we got here, man. Could you imagine if the American Indians could have survived? Like the Chinese, or the Japanese, or any other fucking culture out there? The world would definitely be a different place. Anyway, all you out there in podcast land, I hope this episode finds you well. And happy Christmas and merry fucking new year. I am you, Winton. Peace.